Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hey, hey, angels. Welcome to episode 102 of the Freud's Angels podcast. Feels so cool to say that. <laughs> like we're really diving into the 100s. <laughs> um, I'm super excited about what we're going to talk about today. I say that, I, I, I mean, I feel like we could do like one of those clip things of like every time I say, I'm super excited, like just... All I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna start yeah. searching and I'm gonna look and I'm gonna pull all those audios and put it to video and be like, like I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Today. Yeah. Like this is always excited on recording. Yeah, yeah. It's like the second I feel like like ooh, we're gonna like jump in and link and you know do all this 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 <laughs> stuff. I'm very excited about it. Um, but yes, again, I am excited because yeah. the second that Grace said this. I felt like, hell yes. I felt the spirit bumps everywhere. So what is it? What is it that had that effect on me? <laughs> well, you know, I I was in this moment of reflection the other day and I decided that um, I would love to do an episode around who influenced us, yeah. our influencers. Like what, how did we start? Who helped us? in our journey because mm-hmm. i think in so many ways if you think about it people who help us are probably people who are helping you or maybe you don't know about some people that are helpful and maybe you want to go excuse me check them out mm-hmm. i think that that's I, I just was like well yeah duh that's what we should be doing you know <laughs> right like we know we, we're, we're able to tell you like some of the steps that we've done but we need <laughs> inspiration to take steps right and it's like this is a big deal (laughs) well well we're intuitive how we get intuitive is because you know people helped us get to that point there was people who encouraged us people who pushed us and or we we learned certain things and our knowledge is not some of it's yes some of it's channeled but a lot of it it was we saw it or heard it first yeah And then synchronicities happened after hearing it and utilizing the information that made us believe and understand its purpose. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, in a deeper way. Because yes, you can hear us to say, yeah, you can just listen to what your guides have to say by doing this. But it's like, until it's actualized and practiced, you're really not going to believe a lot until you experienced it. That's when it becomes in intertwined in your own tapestry so to speak yeah yeah for sure and I feel like um you know sometimes we don't when you when you were talking about the like the intuitive and and all of that kind of stuff it's like sometimes our intuition tells us just to change stuff (laughs) you know what I mean like it's just like this is not good or like pay attention right and we're like pay attention to what like (laughs) And, you know, like we, we do need like a push or whatever. And to me, that's when things we, we, we become a magnet for what we need, you know, like, and that, and that synchronicity, like you said, of, of, of that person showing up that is speaking literally soul to soul to you and that you're like, okay, you know, like, cause I'm listening now, right? Like if you had presented yourself five months ago, maybe I wasn't listening to you, you know? So Okay, so here we are. We become an energetic magnet for the medicine we need if we're listening, if we're paying attention, and um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's how I feel when I when I have this this topic of just being like, you know, because of how many times it has shifted and the ways that it has shifted and how it leads me in inspiration, you know, to to you know change and learn things and expand. And that kind of thing. And and I think, you know, where where my roots came from is where a lot of people's roots still come from. And that's why their inspiration is very, very low. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad place. Yeah. It is not an empowered place yeah. to believe 
that you don't have any power, right? I mean, it's literally telling you you have zero power. And that you're responsible for everybody's well-being. Yes. And that your mistakes are tragedy that you must atone for immediately. Right. That's not really the most magical place to work from. Right. It's that's, you know, and that's why we have influencers. That's why we have people that begin to, to help us realize that there is a programming issue here. There is an issue of somebody lied to you and made you feel less than the beautiful human that you are. And Mm -hmm. somebody, you you know, spoke to you or dealt with or handled you through their own filter of lack and of misalignment and and judgment. And that's not fair. So we go to these people, these influencers, and I, you know, and these people were doing it before there was a such word as an influencer, like, you know, we're talking seventies and the eighties and the, you know, we, it's pretty far back as far as like you know, where some of these uh, people have come from, because right now, a lot of them have passed. Mm -hmm. Oh, excuse me. And a lot of them have, uh, a lot of them are older and um, very old. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you figure like the, the, when psychology really like hit the scene, if you will, and kind of shifted things away from some of the the practices that were, you know, that were mainstream at that point, I think it shifted a whole lot of um, exposure type thing and things that people were willing to listen to. And it, it, it like just created to me like a different generation of influencers because like, even, I mean, when you, it's funny because like, I feel like I'm like, well, Jesus was an influencer, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> He was. Dalai Lama is an influencer. You know what I mean? Like when we use the word to to describe people who aren't like Instagram models, it's a little bit weird, but the basis of it is exactly it. You know, like that these are people that are like, I just want to have a positive influence on your life with what I know. And so I'm going to share it. So the act of influencing is an ancient practice that people have done by passing on wisdom and all of this kind of stuff. And once it became like an easier thing to do mainstream, that's when we started to get some of these like teachers that we think of as influencers today, because it was like, we could all know them. It wasn't like just somebody in our town and like, you don't know them because you don't live here, you know, (laughs) like kind of thing. It was like, we could all hear the same words (laughs) and that like broke the game open big time, you know, in good and bad ways, (laughs) but think of the good, (laughs) you know, as we use the term influencers, there's, there's both two sides to it as there is with everything. There's that influencer who is positive and makes wants to make um, and help others. But there's also the influencers that are one influence. I mean, you were talking about, you know, ancient times. I was like, yeah, the the crusades that was an that was a team of influencers yeah king like Mm -hmm. they were trying to influence you and and your religion and and telling you that your religion is wrong and ours is right so Mm -hmm. the crusades were just a a big old instagram team of (laughs) of leaders and you know using what they yeah so anyway so there's there's both sides of that so let's start at your core memory vanessa of who really was the first person that kind of made you kind of go, what, what? Like there's, there's a different way to be like, who was the first core one that you remember? This is easy. Mother Teresa. Yeah. (laughs) I felt because, you know, you grow up like in a mostly, it wasn't like it was a strict Catholic background. I mean, anybody knows my parents are like, what? (laughs) you know what I mean? Like they would probably be like, you were like, you knew, you knew anything about religion, you know, but like my mom was, you know, went to Catholic school and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but yeah, I remember like kind of, I don't remember exactly how old I was. I can't, yeah, I can't remember how old I was, but I just kind of remember being like, she did things differently (laughs) than what I think I like what I feel led to do you know what I mean like it does it feels like there's a lot of judgment over here from these people and it feels like but we're we're really happy about Mother Teresa who's like the opposite like I don't get it you know what I mean and it was like 
I, I just kind of chose to like latch on to that, you know, like of, of her, like her principles of like the love everybody kind of thing. And, and that she was, now that you think about how progressive she was, like, she didn't like ask questions to see if you were worthy of assistance. She wanted to be of service and wanted to be of assistance if people were like blatantly needing it, you know? Um, and, you know, some of the, the, the words that she said just more resonated with me than the words that I would hear, like say in a sermon of church, because I really felt like it was very damning, a lot of stuff, like it was very precautionary and like, you know, like, too structured and guided and I was like but then again we got this lady over here who's kind of doing what she wants (laughs) I want to be that lady (laughs) you know like (laughs) I I like her a lot so that was my first one you know like I definitely latched on to that um that as as I guess maybe too it was also um it gave me hope that like I that there was another accepted way to be in that community, if you will, because I, you know, I mean, I just didn't really feel like I belonged. I tried, but I didn't feel like I belonged. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first one. What about you? That's as you're talking, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, wow, that's, that went really far back. What? Cause I'm like, (laughs) my first conscious one isn't until I'm in my early twenties. Um, because I never, well, I never, my parents never did the religion thing um, yeah. because my mom was Catholic and she's, my grandmother was like, hell to the no, yeah. she, because she was Catholic. She was raised by the nuns. She was yeah. like, horrible. I would never put any of you through that. And yeah. she she had a really traumatic like experience with the religious part of being taught by the nuns. And yep. yeah, she's, yep. they were scary and horrible. She's like, yeah. I went to Catholic school for two years. It was the worst two years ever. (laughs) Like, like, okay. And so, yeah, so my mother never really baptized us or did anything, but um, so I never really had that level of influence. And I was very limited because I grew up on a dairy farm with my grandparents. And so there was a lot less. So my, I think my first influence was um, in a sense of, being kind versus being um being how my family was was my aunt doris she was uh she was director of nursing um she taught nurses she was a nurse my grandmother my mother was a nurse um so there was like this sense of taking care of people mm-hmm. that i really felt that that just it it really connected to me it really you know had my mother not had my mother manipulated me into not going into nursing, I think I would have done nursing. Um, But um, I think the first outside influencer that I didn't know had to have been uh, Marianne Williamson. Yeah. And, and, and the Wayne Dyer crew, those on PBS and Marianne Williamson came from, I started listening to her in my early twenties because I was living in Canada and my friend, uh, Melanie, who I love with all my heart. Um, she had said, she knew I was struggling emotionally and she said, here, listen to this. And Marianne Williamson used to give talks a lot. She used to go around and give speeches and give talks she works with the book called Course of Miracles, um, which is, I guess you could say it's religious, um, but it deals with God, Christ consciousness. Uh, many of you know what that is. I never went to the Course in Miracles. I just, I listened to a lot of her talks and they were a lot about, you know, that it was the first time I ever heard somebody say to me is that, you know, you're not your mistakes. You're not, you're, you're wonderful, you know, human being. And, uh, you know, just having that sense of validation, having that sense of just like, in, you know, you were created in the eyes as in, you know, of God and that, that there was a sense of like, you're not a horrible human, like, cause the tapes were running pretty hard and that that 
it reminds me of one prior to that that I will say. Uh, Sylvia Brown, you remember yeah. her? Oh yeah, she was my first psychic influencer. Yeah, um, because. I was offline psychically for so long and I read one of her books, which is called the other side. And ever since that's when I, that's when I kind of it, like it connected me to that kind of God spirit, that, that the universal yeah. spirit. Yeah. Like that she, back in. She, <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> plug. <laughs> yeah. And so she was, I didn't consume a lot of her content, but I read that one book yeah. that kind of, opened me up to experience things like my friend sharing, you know, Marianne Williamson and Wayne Dyer speeches. Yeah. And then I consumed them all. And then it was like, I want all of them. And it's like, right. it was the relief that I felt mm-hmm. because of being inside my head where I was the most horriblest human that ever walked the earth. Like mm-hmm. I deserve to be punished like yeah. that type of energy. And I was suicidal when I lived in Canada in the first couple, the first, I think, three, four years. And I think because of Melanie and because of having those and listening to those, it saved me from ever acting on anything. Yeah. Like I know that that's what kept me from ever thinking of actually following through with anything. So it, there i think that they began to be my major influences and like really uh you know connected me to that there's something bigger outside of me and i am not my mistakes like not yeah. needing to be self-flagellatory towards yeah. myself not using the 3d as your only measure of <laughs> like worth <laughs> right right yeah yeah that's i mean I feel like um, it's it's so funny because when you said early 20s, <laughs> it's kind of like you almost feel like, oh, it was a million years ago, but also it was not, <laughs> you know, and I was like, what was I doing, you know, at that time? And it was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, because there was there was again, like we talk about the shifts and the ways that things are coming in and like the Internet started to get like mainstream mainstream like we were in high school or I was in high school I remember being in high school and it was like introduced you know and I was like what the hell is email like I, I mean I just remember being like I can't like expand my mind to understand what the what the hell is going on right now you know like I need my little microfiche machine so that I could look up like articles that's about like yeah whoa <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like I can understand like photos on something on film, but like what? This is just electronically going through the air. This is freaking amazing. But because of that, you know, like I feel like that the the gaining of momentum of a lot of these things, being able to access and listen to, and being able to, you know, there were different ways that media was getting out. Not just like if you happened to come across a, a cassette tape of something, you know, like which good good luck. I mean, when you really we didn't have Amazon. We didn't have, I mean, it's like talking about <laughs> little house in the prairie. I feel like because it's yeah. like when you really think about how small your worldview is because of those things that we did not have, you don't know to try to order a cassette tape of an influencer of that time because you yeah. don't know it exists and it doesn't, it's not coming to your door. Like you got to go to the store and if it's not at the store, you're not going to have it. <laughs> Like, unless somebody records it and sends it to you. And that means you got to be in a vibrational match with the people that could record it and send it to you. And it's like this whole, oh, amazing, like how, you know, that happens. And I think, you know, or and I don't think the first time that I ever heard Wayne Dyer was uh, during uh, my internship. Um, and I guess I was, you know, kind of like mid to late 20s same you know like it was kind of like going through my whole life and I did have you know the mother Teresa idea but it also was like as you're taught you're not mother Teresa you could never be mother Teresa she's a saint and you're a regular person so (laughs) it's like I could idolize her all I wanted but I couldn't like embody her because it wasn't allowed you know or it felt like it wasn't allowed and so I can remember 
Uh, it was it was a very traumatic internship for me. It was my first one, and I had moved on to a different one afterwards because of this. Um, and it was an intensive outpatient program, and um, th- these were very fragile people. And my um, my supervisor at the time, she was to me to like wound up tight anxious me (laughs) she was out there you know I was like whoa like this lady does not embody what I just learned I was supposed to be in school (laughs) right I was like oh like she's got these people doing some things that nobody like I was not taught to do this in school and then one day we had quiet day and we watched the shift and I was like, I don't even want, I don't, can I like sit, like, can I be in the, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do work. I don't want to like bring them to the bathroom to do their urine test. Like, I just want to sit here and watch this. This is blowing my friggin' mind in a way that I've not had happen before. So that was like, it, it, it was like, like you said, it was kind of like the relief. Cause I was just like, I like I feel the Mother Teresa vibes from this guy, you know, like, you know, like it's very, very similar. And it was like, ooh, like it's not out of the realm of possibility that you could be that kind and that giving and that loving and that connected to God. And it's not about just because the church told you that you were connected to God, that you were, you know, like, um, yeah. I, I, and that was for me too. It was like off to the races. I wanted all the information I'm like watching the secret and trying to read books, which while I was in finishing up college, it did not happen, but like just trying, you know, trying to get as much information as I could, um, watching the videos and hearing it. And, um, you know, even with that though, it took a long time to, to detach from like what I was, you know, I was still trying to fit that narrative that, you know, going to church on Sunday and trying to, be a good Catholic and, and then over here being like, yeah, but like, I just really believe in this thing over here. And like, ah, you know, it was a big struggle there, but that did it for me. I mean, Wayne Dyer is like my dude. He, he, he snapped me right into that world. And I was like, okay, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, I don't know why you're saying source, like, <laughs> but I want to know, I want to know what you're feeling, what you're, what you're saying, because it feels right. You know, it's just like that thing, like we were saying that, you'll hear things but you don't always feel things that you hear and when you feel things that you hear it's like that whole alignment coming in that that, like oh yeah here we go we're getting some medicine like that we needed we didn't know we needed that relief that we didn't know the medicine for yeah magic totally 100 100 because i remember you know, after, after that, the next biggest influencer for me was a post Reiki, like I was learning Reiki and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, so she gave us a list of books to look to, to really, um, connect with like, you know, that they were good. And one of the ones who recommended was Louise Hayes. You can heal your life. Mm holy christmas (laughs) i i still have the book i i swear to all that is holy in this world that i don't know that i would be where i'm at today had i not consumed that in copious amounts like the book is very short and very like i mean it's not small but it's it's not like pages like it's not like textbook type book it's Uh, you know, and then I got the audio. Oh, that that alone, listening to the audio, having someone now I have mother wounds, like big mother wounds. And yeah. to have a woman who sounds very matriarch, very womanly, very motherly, say to me all of the things that I deeply needed my mother to say. Yeah took it to a whole new level <laughs> and like really kind of gave me that sense of like, Oh, and really kind of, I don't want to say blew the doors off the process of healing, but it yeah. made me believe that it's possible. Yeah. That's what Louise, personal. Yeah, yeah. Louise Hay did that for me. It made me feel that 
change is possible. I have the ability to heal my life. I have the ability to change and to feel joy and to feel love. And that I'm just because I'm here, that that's, that's what, you know, I'm just because I exist. You yeah, know, you have access to it because you're here. Exactly. You can have it. Exactly. Like, what? so it was so foreign to me because I felt as a people pleaser. And then, <laughs> you know, we feel that our happiness is impinged on how everyone else around us is. Yeah. And I, to have somebody tell me that I didn't have to do that. <clears throat> I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Now that didn't stop me from having some, I already had codependent friendships, whatever, but I learned how to uncodependent myself. And it was, yeah. you know, it was a lot of process, a lot of therapy, yeah. but yeah. you know, it, <laughs> but when it, you know that you're going in the right direction, it helps, it helps right. move that along. <laughs> right. And she was, she was, I think the first. I mean, there was other little ones that along the way, like David Pond does an amazing book for chakras for beginners. That's where I learned all my chakra stuff and began that journey. Um, you know, I had, uh, there was, I was looking at my, um, my books and there were so many, um, oh, you know, and of course we have, we have like, uh, I have people who John O'Donohue is my favorite poet. I just want to throw him in there because he's an Irish Catholic priest, but his poetry is so beyond his time and it is so amazing. And that I don't like organized religion, but I like some of the Catholic ceremonial type of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the ritual. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I loved church. I didn't love the religion. I really loved the going through a ritual on Sunday. It made me feel good. Yeah. It was, you know, it's kind of like, I love the process. I love the connection. Like Mm -hmm. we burn incense just to burn incense, to clear energy, to revoke energy. And so that's all they're doing in Catholicism. That's what that big smoky thing is. It's just a bunch of incense, you know? It's uh-huh. like burning frankincense, you know, it's, it's all of that was something. And I, I think the Catholics got it from the pagans, but whatever. And, you know, <laughs> we, we, uh, like there's the reason why it showed up. Yeah. <laughs> and that we don't hear about it quite often before that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a lot of, I really like the ritual of it. And so that's why I really connect to John O'Donohue because he just, his poetry is so deep, but yet it doesn't, it's not all fluff and roses. It talks about grief and handling grief, carrying grief with you, carrying love with you, carrying loss. It's just, so he made me, gave me permission to feel my feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but Louise Hay was definitely the one that, sparked my journey into being me and also into being a healer for others. I think the relief that I felt from experiencing her and her, you know, and listening to her words was so profound that I was like, I want to give this to everybody. Yeah. I want everybody to have this level of relief and freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I felt like, you know, that the connection with Wayne Dyer and, and, um, mother Teresa was so huge for me. Um, but, and I will say this, everybody can look at me and and hear me and know, like, I am not like Wayne Dyer. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it was like, like the soft-spoken, you know, kind of person that he was when he was presenting, you know, all of his, you know, healings and stuff like that. Now we know the backstory of him not being that kind of person before, you know, like that, you know, struggling with alcoholism and just, just, you know, really generally being kind of an abrasive type of person because he was struggling. Um, I just remember being like, you know, he was soothing to me, but I didn't feel like I could do what he was doing. You know what I mean? Like, it was like still that, like, 
like, okay, but for me, you know what I mean? Like I'm so inspired and I want to do that. And here I am like, you know, uh, going into like my therapy career and being like, I can't be that guy. Like he'd be a great therapist, right? He was a great therapist (laughs) because of, you know, he has the thing, right? Like the thing that people are looking for. And I'm over here like all crazy, right? Enter Tony Robbins. Uh (laughs) I know there's a little bit of controversy in there, but the first time I heard that guy, I was like, you and me brother like (laughs) because it was like he's doing the same thing in a different way in a way that suits him you know and watching some of the 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 clips because there's not there wasn't I mean his like PR people were really good back in the day like to try to find like kind of bootleg Tony Robbins (laughs) I feel like was really hard for a while um but I loved like I loved his energy I loved his Um, I still do. I mean, you know, like his connectivity with the people that he's talking to. But when you would hear the way that he would like kind of just use his intuition. And I I feel like I knew about his intuition before I knew that it was intuition. I would just be like, he knows, you know, and it's like, it's like how I know, you know, like you just hear somebody talk and you just know what question to ask him. So he would like, you know, somebody would tell him the problem and he would just bust out of left field and ask a question like, well, who was the person who blame, who told you this thing about yourself? And they're like, uh, my dad, you know what I mean? Like, they're just like, that's not what I thought. I thought I was going to get a solution. I thought you were going to tell me this is the next step to make your solution. Not we're going to go back to the root of this and, and, and like heal it. What the, what the hell is going on here? So, um, that was like good because of the energy of him and like you know just kind of doing it in a more excited way than the very calm you know smooth way that Wayne Dyer was and I was like okay like I'm you know I was like I gained momentum from that and again like still feeling like I'm in the confines of you know it started to feel like confines of (laughs) of the religion that I was trying to follow and the career path that I was trying to put myself in and and then the feelings that I was feeling, you know, and, and man, did that take me a long time to put that together? I'm glad I finally did, but you know, and there's no regrets about it, but um, I guess maybe I'm telling that to be like, it's, it's a long patient process sometimes that, you know, you, you have to go through the process of the inspiration and then the turmoil that can come from you, what you're doing now and what inspires you and knowing that those two things don't connect. Right. and trying to figure out how to how to make that happen um you know tony robbins story of how he became who he was was very inspiring to me because he did not go get the education the way that i did and he still has that kind of healing influence he just had a heart and he found a mentor And he kind of just went under the wing of somebody who was, you know, doing something that he believed in. And then it snowballed from there. And that's like, you know, that was relieving for me to be able to be like, okay, then maybe you don't do this the traditional way. Maybe you do um, get to do it a different way. Because again, I got Wayne over here who did it the traditional way, but then kind of went backwards. But he already, you know, like he, he already had his you know, his words of like who he was. So it gave him the credibility. And I'm like, this guy has no credibility in that term. He's got credibility in like how he shows up. Yes, that's good. Like (laughs) I'm gonna marry these things and I'm gonna figure it out and, you know, still figuring it out. I'm always going to be figuring it out, but it, it, it had a tremendous effect on me of what was possible. And that, you know, that just mattered to me. I just needed to see that there were other things that were possible. And from there, you know, I think I didn't really hit another big spiritual shift until like I left my relationship and became a single mom and was like, holy shit, what am I going to do with my life? And went through like, you know, dark night of the soul of like, rejecting a job that was a sure thing for the first time in my life because of an intuitive hit that told me to say no and being like I hope that means something good's coming because holy shit I just said no (laughs) I just took a risk oh my god like I straight up had security or what I thought was security right in front of me and I said no and the ball started to roll and I started the you know like 
the group of people that I joined, the Grand Strand Goddesses, a tiny little group of like 100 people at the time of the area that I lived in, and just meeting with them. The first time that I went to one of their um, their gatherings, I was like, I mean, we were like all sitting around, like planning, building a center together. You know, I mean, that's how that's how that energy came in. And, uh, you know, it was next level. I was like, well, what are you doing? What does that mean? What is what is, you know, this shamanism hypnosis shit? Like, I want I want to try it. <laughs> you know, like, What is Koya? I want to try it. You know, I was very inspired by the the energy that I got from those people. And I was just like, I like it. I'm just going to follow it. And, you know, that was you know, what, three, three, almost four years ago, three and a half years ago. That was my, I would say, most recent shift and in inspiration. And, you know, those influencers were more like local influencers, but big, huge. I almost think that once we kind of accept our own magic and kind of, we get to that point where, excuse me, sorry. Um, when we get to that point where we are um, believing in ourselves and believing that we have something to offer is when we're, we begin to be influenced by people around us in a positive way. Mm -hmm. We, we begin to, our influencers all of a sudden become our peers. Yeah. And because we feel we are on magic, we see it, we know it's there, but we're like, okay, you know, what do we do with it? How do we, how do we influence others? How do we share it with the world? And and that's, I think, is when we go to like see all of our, the people that do the work that we do or the type or, you know, it doesn't have to be the same thing, but, and how do they do it? And, and how can I learn from them? And, you know, what are they, it's like the whole idea of trade. It, it, I have, I, I don't trade with a lot of people, but I, I have a few people that I do actively trade services with because Mm -hmm. of the fact that we each have something to offer that's different Mm -hmm. and each of us has something to offer that the other one may need at one point in time or another it's the way we help each other as 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 readers as healers to help each other kind of maneuver the way through our own healing process and Mm -hmm. support each other as well as supporting each other in what we do for others. Yeah. Like I know that, that, you know, my, my, my medium Debbie, she is, she is one of my biggest cheerleaders. She is one of my biggest, like, girl, you got this. Like what you stop, what are you waiting for? Like yeah. it's there, you know, and, and just encouraging me and also like, just, I don't know. She, we, we coming at me through a, a pure heart and a yeah. pure sense of love, a pure sense of just, I don't know. It's yeah. just that sense of belief in my magic. And yeah. so, and I think everybody really needs somebody who's a cheerleader, somebody who has that sense of that knows us mm-hmm. better than we know ourselves when it comes to yeah. certain, that part of us and to say to us, <laughs> your magic is so bright. I don't know how you don't see it. Yeah. You know, and to encourage us to take chances, to take risks. Yeah. Be that. And and that's, I think at a certain level, you become influenced in that way. Yeah. It's that sense of like, okay, you know, I can do this. I can be, I can be Wayne Dyer. Yeah, right, right, right. And you're so right. I mean, as you were saying it, I was like, yeah, you know, it shifts to like from the up here level to the everybody level. (laughs) Right. And then and then it makes you be like, oh, I'm on that level. You know what I mean? You stop seeing people as influencers and you see everybody as influencers (laughs) and being able to experience somebody else's magic. That's a regular person helps you feel like oh I have a brand of magic somewhere in here then too probably right like and and you know you start to open your eyes to it and see it and you get that when you're in those circles you get that feedback that you don't get in certain other circles right like I mean I still have people that are like not gonna talk to me about you know any of this you know I still and and it's okay there's no judgment there but it's definitely like well we have different 
experiences there. You know, like I don't get my medicine there. I get a different kind of connection. The connectivity is still there, but it's not my spirit plug-in, you know, like that's not, that's not what that is. But yeah, I think that that was, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense of being able to bring it down to the level that it needs to be in order for you to see yourself that way, because it's really hard to see yourself jumping from, you know, stair one to stair 25, which is where we see these people at and being like, well, I'm never going to be able to do that. Like, well, yeah, of course you can't because you haven't even touched (laughs) like the magic field within you. And now, and now if I can see it in another person who I also don't see as like a anointed, you know, whatever, like somebody who I just sat down with and ate lunch with in Myrtle Beach and I felt their magic. Well, damn, like this is a whole other level of where I can get this from. This is so accessible. This is so, and, and again, like, you know, a lot of those people being like, this only works if you participate because it's you doing it, you know, and just kind of like allowing that to be like, you can block it. You know, like you have the, you have the ability to block the magic that's coming at you. You have the ability to block the healing that I'm providing if that's what you want to do. But if you want to be open, you'll get it and being like, oh my gosh, like, (laughs) you know, like you, you get a good kind of responsibility out of that. But yeah, I love that because that makes a lot of sense. Even when you look at it, um, you know, as we talk about that staircase, you know, it, it, the ascending of it is not the direction you think it would be. Because Wayne Dyer's at the bottom of that. He's not at the top of the staircase. He's at the bottom of the staircase. He was a step on the way up. And so was, you know, Tony Robbins and everybody. They were a step on the way up. And the, and the, and the top of it so far is that like, woo, like everybody's magic. Somehow let's find it. Let's do it. Let's do it all together. I, you know, I'm always going to be looking for what it is. Yep. And that's a good thing because it's more steps, you know, on the staircase that we're building. Yep, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's also very indicative of the healing journey. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we can't think something is possible until we've seen it. And and I think some of us need the proof in the pudding, so to speak. And so when we begin to heal and share our gifts and we begin to realize and believe in the possibilities is when we begin to realize is that, look, we don't, I don't necessarily need I will always have Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer in my heart forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and Sylvia Brown, but there is a sense of like, I don't necessarily need their teachings in a, in a way that I needed it before. I needed to believe in something different. And they, they're the gateway. It's like, I feel like, you know, if you, if you think of, and this is just a weird visualization, but if you think of the idea of the gateway into the dimension of believing in yourself, healing, and, um, you know, and, and becoming your, you know, into your, and stepping into your own magic and believing it and embodying it and becoming it. It's like, I feel like they're the gatekeepers. And like, once you experienced them, there is a big sense of you're entering another dimension of possibilities. Like once you realize, and it's not to say that there aren't other influences out there. One of the bigger influences later on, as I was an adult, when I, in my journey, like, like my late thirties was Ramdas. He was a psychologist, him and Tim Leary, Lowry, Leary, something, Tim Leary, I think used to do LSD to experience that sense of outer body he went to india and learned that you know through the state of love you can have the same experience Mm -hmm. and you just like i mean there was other things like there was yoga there was things like that but he he studied with the maharaji who loved everybody loved them Everybody didn't matter who it was. He loved them. And because he loved them, he recognized them and who yeah. they were. And it's not, he's where I picked up that idea that the guru doesn't exist outside of us. Yeah. The guru is within us. 
we all have yeah. it and we all have access to it yeah. and something my and, and that is in alignment with something my, my hypnotherapist said to me that i just remembered was we all have the ability and the tools that we need in order to succeed in this lifetime within us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all there it's all there it's discovering it's uncovering it's it's like unearthing you know what others put on top of it that prevent us from realizing we have the tools yeah absolutely we we don't we do right we all have the tools to be successful and to thrive within this lifetime right and that's what that that you know like the the idea of the those influences that we're talking about and it's like we get it now too, like, because we've done that. And that's what we tell people. I mean, how many times have y'all heard that on the podcast? So that it's like, we're here to help you learn how to heal, like not for you to depend on us for the next 10 years, because you can't figure out that you can heal. We are trying to help you do this, you know, show you that there is a way and, you know, you access it. And it's exactly the same thing with them. Like they weren't asking me, Wayne Dyer wasn't asking me, to do a one-on-one with him (laughs) he was like take this information and apply it (laughs) like take this information and apply it I'm giving it to you (laughs) you don't have to come see me for the next five years if you can connect to this you can do this you know and it was like mind-blowing right it goes against everything you know that has to do with (laughs) business and (laughs) you know like people are you know my business coaches have always been like what the hell like you can't tell people that I'm like, well, I need to tell people that, you know, that come here as long as you want to. But if you feel like you're depending on me, we've got to shift because it's not a dependence. It's a, it's a two way street that if we have that connectivity and that helps you connect in great. And, and that helps you get ideas. Great. But if you think I'm like putting these things in your brain and then you, you know, you can't do this you can't carry on with what I've done, like that we'll have to do it over and over again with each step, then we're not accessing it right. Like we're not doing it right. Cause the goal of this is to get you empowered, not to give me all the power. It's to get you empowered, you know? And it's like, when you really think about that, it's like, yeah, I mean the financially, of course it works out, you know, especially for them, but it wasn't, it's not about that. You know, it's, it's about like getting the word out there and being like, oh my God, like the world would be so much better if people could get this information and access it. Here's some, do it, you do it. And it's funny because you say that because I, and I'm thinking, so my entrepreneurial influencer for a long time was Gary V. We were talking about this the other day and, you know, and then I, I discovered Kerwin Ray, which is, he's from Australia He's, he's a good one too. But when it's talking about scaling your business and, and kind of working as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's like when we should talk about our Gary V experience, both of us, I think that we both have a similar effect to him. Um, yeah. But, and I totally <laughs> kind of lost where I was going because I got involved in, in thinking about that in my head. Um, about the like healing yourself and entre- your entrepreneurial um well, and it's okay. So each one of us, like, I know I, I like, I'm, I'm kind of going to ride on what you were saying about, you know, I don't want to be the person you're relying on for forward movement. We yeah. want you to move forward. Like I, if you come to me for a healing or a reading, fine, hundred yeah. percent. Okay. If you're processing and in a day or two, you're like, okay, can we talk about that? I'm happy with that. Yeah. But I don't expect to see you for six months to a year because you've experienced something that you can now actualize into your life. Like you have healing, you have bandwidth. Now you're in charge of your own journey, not us. It's like, I I almost see what I do sometimes as checkpoints. Does that, is that, does that ruin probably my chances at making it millions at this? You better believe it. But I don't want, that's not my goal here. Um, My goal here is is to be compensated energetically as an energetic exchange for the services I provide you. However, I truly 100% feel, like you said, Vanessa, is like, go forth with the knowledge. Yeah. 
that we've experienced in that moment, whether you're having whatever type of session you're having with one of us, like take that and run with it. Use it as the springboard that it's meant to be in your life as Mm -hmm. confidence and centeredness and that part of your journey and go and do it. Now, being an entrepreneur is a whole nother thing because, you know, we have these lofty ideas (laughs) and then, and then we're like, yeah, but yeah, but this is our livelihood and this is how we make our money and this is how we pay our bills. So how do we, how do we kind of level that out? Well, eons ago, Gary V, when he blew up on social media, yeah, I was like, loved his energy, loved yeah. his, I don't give a fuck attitude about yes. what people think. He swears a lot. It's great. I love it. Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> my people. Um, yeah. And I was like, cool. But for a while, he really was focusing on the grind, the yeah. hustle. Mm-hmm. And I get why he he was used to say that because that used to be the thing. It is yeah. still a thing. You gotta right. grind, you gotta hustle, you know, yeah. you gotta do whatever. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe that. Right. I don't necessarily believe that. Yeah. So Not I in the way of sacrifice. I mean, it was definitely yeah. like an ew like kind of feeling. It didn't feel good because for me to tell myself that rest is optional. Yeah. It, I, that's what I did to get myself into this fucking place to begin with. Exactly. Like, boy, I've been grinding, <laughs> right? Like I have grinded myself into a pulp. Where's yeah. my money? <laughs> I know. I have grinded myself into an autoimmune disease. How's that? Like, is that my cash out? It's like, yeah. is that my reward for grinding so hard? It's like, right. I just, I didn't align with that sense. I didn't align with it. And it's not to say that I was like, you're wrong and you suck. Never. It just stopped. It was like a detachment, right? Like I felt just like, well, I've fallen out of the line with you. Alignment with you, Gary V. Like I can't do, you, you can't influence me. You've influenced me as far as it can go. Like the trip is over. (laughs) Now you go this way. I'll go this way. Right. (laughs) (laughs) fine journey ends here Um, (laughs) and like he doesn't give a fuck so whatever right yeah (laughs) I I mean you could hear in his voice it was like I feel like at that time he'd be like fine don't get any fucking money you know what I mean (laughs) because that was kind of the energy that came off like you know good luck with your you know lack of everything you know and I was like eh like, I don't think that that's true, but maybe, I mean, I don't know. You're really successful. So shit, I guess I won't be that. Yeah. I'll be VaynerMedia. Okay. What does that mean? And then recently in the past three months, I like, I happened to kind of come upon one of his reels or one of his whatever's on Facebook or, and I was like, oh my God, what did he just say? He's like, yeah, he's like, you got time. He says, you know, he says, you've got, you're in your twenties and your thirties and your forties. You've got time. You've got time. And I was like, who the fuck is this? I'm like, cause this is the Gary V. And, and I, I started following him again and I was listening to him and I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. He's Mm -hmm. now coming, I think from a space of love of understanding not that he's gonna he's still him do you know what i mean he still has his essence of well i still don't give a fuck what you think about me and i don't really give a fuck and he's like i don't care i'm i'm i'll atone to my mistakes i know mistakes he says and then i move on i don't care he doesn't he has that sense that i think is important in business in a sense of not being self-flagellatory about mistakes understanding learn from him move the fuck on like you know Mm -hmm. and and i love that about him but he's also coming from this deep space of love and he says it a lot kind he's really on this kindness yeah like right now for sure and i like i am loving the new gary v not that he ever would care because who am i but right you know but but he might you know, but, I mean, that's the thing about him is that like, he's, he, he, he just does things. I mean, he is like the ultimate of like, I do what I want, you yeah. know, and, and, and that he, I, 
I know somebody personally who stood up or I don't even, I don't think he stood up, but he yelled from the crowd, Gary, give me a job and literally got a job. Gary was like, like stopped everything and was like, do you want to move to New York? And he's like, yeah, I'll move to New York. And he's like, all right. And he worked there for a couple of years with him, said he's great. He's the real deal. He's everything he says he is, you know? And like, they, I mean, they worked closely together and it was like, yeah, that's the kind of dude he is. If he feels like paying attention today to what we have to say, <laughs> he will. <laughs> so he might care today. <laughs> you never know. And I, I think he has the biggest heart and, and, but he's also talks about, you know, if you, you know, if you're unsatisfied with your job, he says, you know, and you need to work multiple jobs, get a job you know, during the evening or get a job where you can be on your phone and you can build your business and you can work. And he's not saying that you can't, you don't have, that is, it isn't hard and that it isn't a lot of hard work, which it is, but mm-hmm. he's also giving away so much free content and yeah. so much free advice. And he's very much like, you know, he cares when people come to him and say, dude, you saved my life because I was here, here and here. And I listened to you. And even the people that come up and confront him and say, dude, I didn't like you at all, but I kept listening, you know? And I, so I've signed back onto the Gary V train. Yeah. I bought my ticket. So, you know, and just a sense of like, I, okay. Cause I come from that space of love and I love to see how he does it and in a way that's not judgmental in a way that like he autumn he when he asks questions he's really interested in the answer he's just not asking you questions to be a dick yeah yeah definitely he's not he's not putting himself up here and being like hey little people let me tell you something (laughs) he's just kind of like do you want this or do you not? Let me figure out what, what what you want and where you're going and, you know, what, what you're doing. And I think like, you know, I mean, he has been, he's been talking a lot about finding your passion and following your passion and, you know, like, and I think it's coming. I, I mean, I don't think it, I know it, it's coming from the space of himself. He's sharing his own journey. Like some of a, a lot of the clips that you see now are him talking about how he thought he needed to do things. And the result of that, is like he's got a lot here but he's got a lot of life left you know it's almost like he's saying i ran the train straight at the wall you know as at full steam you don't have to do it like he's trying to be like yeah i got here but i had a lot more time than i thought i did to get here and it was harder you know like i really believe that that that's that's the underlying is him being like so i'm here and it was a way I made it harder than it needed to be. Yeah. You know, and sharing that and being and trying to influence people to understand that because and, and, and he's smart about it. Right. So he doesn't use him necessarily as the like, I'm saying that I do that because people still want what he has. And he knows that he's yeah. smart enough to know, like, nobody's going to listen if it's about me. Like. And I say it's about me because they still want to be where I'm at. I'm just going to have to say like where I'm at and you're going to have to decide (laughs) like, are you there too? Because that's, that's, that's where we're at right now. This is what we arrive at. This is what Gary V has arrived at. Do you want to get here faster? Do it now, you know? And it's like super powerful. I mean, I, I, I feel like, you know, I had the exact same reaction. I remember having a talk with my friend, Amanda and being like, I can't listen to him anymore. He's making me feel bad. Like I feel bad about myself. It was Uh, at the time where I was starting to, you know, really build and really going all in and being like, all right, I'm going to do this. It's, it's me and only me. And uh, let's see how it goes. And I said, I can't, I can't do it. I just feel really bad. I'm trying to juggle being a mom and, and a business and, and, and like, he doesn't have to juggle that. Like he's a dad, but he's not a single dad. He doesn't get it. I can't hear it anymore. <laughs> like, and it was like, I just, I, I, I can't do it. But then again, like through, through the, the circles of people I was running with. And when, you know, this, this guy, Zane, Zane is the guy who got the job. When that happened, that was when I started to be like, something's fishy here. <laughs> like that guy gave away something to somebody something is fishy here because that guy didn't grind at all. He just asked a question, right? He doesn't know if that person's lazy or, or what he was just like, you got balls. Let's, let's, let's check them basically. 
and then took him under his wing and and loved on him. I mean, he was a great, he said, and I believe him, that he was a great person to work for, that it was, you know, legitimate. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll keep watching, you know, and then watching that shift happen and being like, we all get there. Yeah, we do. It's just the goal is not to get there at 80 when you have like 10 years left of your life to enjoy. <laughs> yep yep 100% um and I just but I also feel that it's a sense of I've never felt it's it's funny because people feel more empowered and inspired when you come from that space of the heart rather than coming from the space that he was coming from before right because it seemed too far away from who you are yeah and like right now like I he inspires me more to do more Mm -hmm. like he he gives me inspiration now in a sense of like yeah I I I never he so he's a really core influencer entrepreneurial for me right now is that is because I feel like he has a lot of information that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I'm going to take all of it but he has a lot of information but he has a lot of encouragement and I think that in my understanding of myself and how I work having encouragement from that outside influence really helps me push the boat out farther even farther considering of what we're doing you know what we're doing with the podcast what we're doing what I'm doing with my readings and my healings I mean and there's other adventures that you and I have talked about doing Mm -hmm. together you're doing your own ventures you've got a new uh podcast happening um soon i hope and uh i can't wait for that to come out yeah that is coming soon actually (laughs) yeah it's funny because i feel like um you know when we talk about influencers and um my network has always been an influencer and we took the summer off and then we've now started to connect more I feel the shift, right? Like, oh, <laughs> surprising, <laughs> not at all, right? Like that influence, that connectivity has an influence on me. And, um, you know, so I want, I, I've wanted to do a podcast forever. I actually signed into one of the other podcast stations <laughs> and found my, like, when I first moved to Myrtle Beach, <laughs> the podcast I had set up but I didn't record anything. It was just like, I did like a nice little logo and whatever. Um, and I never, I never went anywhere with it. And I was like, this is just a long time coming. You know what I mean? It was just like, there's, there's something, you know, that, that needs to come about and you need to just let it flow. And I wasn't letting it flow at first. I was kind of just trying to push and being like, you said, you're going to do it. You better do it now. And I was like, okay. And one day I just was looking, uh, I was, tr- I was trying to get on a podcast and I saw, you know, that they were like, do you need podcast guests? And I was like, I just came across this person. And I said, I don't even have my shit together with this podcast. I'm going to interview her though, because I have like some things in the can, but not, you know, like whatever. And boy, did it light a fire under my ass because of, again, like it was another level or a different kind of energy that came in and being like, God, that feels good. You know, like I need to, I'm influenced by that feeling. And so that's coming like the, it's going to, it's going to start coming um, hopefully this week. I mean, that's my goal, but there's a lot going on. A lot of moving parts that are happening in my life yet again, possibly that we'll find out about tomorrow. (laughs) And she says says this week, we're recording this in August. You probably won't hear this till September. Yeah. Right. Like it'll already, whatever will happen. will will already have been happening, but yeah, you know, like, and we, Yeah we get everybody or us, you know, kind of, it feels a little bit like a regroup, you know, of like, where are we going? What do I want to go? And, and finding those influences that help us feel like, like they understand because I didn't think Gary V understood before. Um, and we have very different businesses than him. Right. But now it feels like maybe not, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, there's a little bit more of like, he's, doing more of a heart-led, soul-led approach right now. Okay. And teaching people from the heart, 
okay, I'm starting to feel a little more akin to it than when you were trying to sell certain things that were like, not what I'm doing, you know, like it, it has nothing to do with what I want. So I can't even connect with it. <laughs> um, yeah. The, those inspirations matter too, because we need, we need, I feel like doing the soul work is great, but depending on what our needs are in our lives, we need, you know, those other inspirations too. And I hadn't even really thought of our, you know, the business inspiration. So it was good that you brought that up. Okay. So to end our podcast, top three influencers for you, Vanessa. Uh, Mother Teresa. Yeah. I remain, I remain strong on Mother Teresa. <laughs> Wayne Dyer. Uh, it's gotta be Tony Robbins. I love him. I know. Yeah. It's gotta nope, be. Nope. I just love him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. And mine are Louise Hay. Um, I would say Sylvia Brown. And I would say right now, currently it's Gary V. Yeah. My top influencers. So hope that helps you guys even start your journey. You're on your journey. You haven't listened or um, interacted with any of these people, but yeah, connect with some of them, see what they are, like them or not, but know that you are your own guru. And we'll talk to you next week and uh, take care. And we love you all. Love you. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further, through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.